0: Baker Donaldson, the National Chamber's International Business Council, the Tennessee World Affairs Council, the Japan-America Society of Tennessee, and the Center for International Business at uh, Belmont University. And I encourage um, all of you uh, to check out the World Affairs Council webpage as they have made a a real seamless transition to virtual programming uh, focused on global affairs as a result of the pandemic. Um, and they are doing and producing uh, multiple events, virtual events, during the course of each week. And they're all just some fantastic uh, speakers as well as uh, topics. And you can find these programs are on the, the uh, uh, TENWAC um, uh, uh, website, so, so please uh, – I'm sorry, on their YouTube page. So please check that out if you uh, get the chance. And the Chamber and Baker have both been actively engaging experts to provide programming on navigating a business during these unprecedented times. So also please look at um, our websites for more information on upcoming programs. and also the programs that we have produced in the past or also have been uh, archived. So you go to both of our websites and you'll see um, a whole list of programming on a whole variety of topics that I think you'll find. Uh, very helpful um, as we are all trying to adjust to this new normal as a result of the pandemic and as we all try to kind of re-engage in in, in our businesses. Um, Next, I'd like to take a minute to just thank and recognize our sponsors that, uh, who have made our uh, program today possible. So, Baker Donaldson is the IBC's presenting sponsor and we appreciate the opportunity uh, to partner with the Chamber on these international business events. Uh, pivotal partners include Delic U.S. Holdings, Bassberry and Sims, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, Community Health Systems, Gresham Smith, and Regions. Uh, so our supporting sponsors are Bank of America, the Center for International Business at Belmont University, the Nashville International Airport, and also Mitsui uh, um, and Company, or Mitsui USA. And finally, our media partner, the Nashville Post. So now I'm gonna pass it on to Ralph Schultz, president and CEO of the Nashville Chamber to introduce our speaker this morning. Ralph, good morning.
1: Well, thank you, John. And we appreciate the uh, the partnership that we've had with you over the years, Baker Donaldson. And we thank all the sponsors and thank you for being a sponsor. And I do just wanna say here at the beginning, appreciate the work that Lori does with all of our partners to uh, make sure that we're all hitting on eight all eight cylinders. Or maybe 6 cylinders, maybe 4 cylinders uh, to to have Nashville be have the international opportunity that we have to all of you as members. Your investment is fueling the chamber's economic recovery work. That's so important right now. And it's helping us keep the critical international connections in place as we all go through this. uh, These unique challenges of the present time. You know, today's global update webinar uh, features the Consul General of Japan in Nashville, uh, Ms. Kayoko Kayoko Fukushima. Uh, Consul General, thank you in advance for making the time to join us this morning for an update on the U.S. and Japan business relationship and Japan's response to uh, COVID-19. Japan and Nashville the, the region have had a long history of friendship and cooperation and collaboration. Our economic connections go back decades with the Japanese owned companies like Nissan and Bridgestone and Mitsubishi making Nashville their North American headquarters. Uh, one of the things that we especially appreciate is that over 19,000 middle Tennesseans go to work each day in uh, our Japanese owned companies. Japan is the state and the region's largest foreign direct investor nation, both by job creation and capital investment. And to put some context around exactly what that means. We'd have to add up the jobs created by the next 4 countries to get close to Japan's 19,000 jobs that are generated here. The roots of our relationship may have been built on business connections, but it is the people. Who have made this relationship uh, flourish. And the key person in building that relationship for Japan is Consul General Fukushima. Uh, Consul General Fukushima assumed her role as the Consul General of Japan in Nashville in December, 2019. Her consulate services the states of Arkansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Tennessee and we are particularly uh, pleased that her office is here in Nashville. This is her third diplomatic posting in the United States. She's held a variety of posts at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs headquarters in Tokyo and has extensive experience working with the United Nations having served as the founding director of the UN Women Japan Liaison Office uh, based in Tokyo, she's been an incredible addition to the Nashville community. We've been very pleased to to work with her and know her from the start. I'm honored to call her a friend. and without uh, with that all being said, I'm gonna turn it over to Consul General Fukushima. Thank you, Consul General.
2: Thank you, Rob and John. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for your participation today. I'd like to express my sincere thanks to the National Chambers International Business Council, Baker Donaldson, World Affairs Council, Just and Belmont University, and various partners and sponsors for today's opportunity. Taking a look at Japan US relations, Japan and the US are incomparable allies that share both basic values such as freedom, democracy, and the rule of law, as well as strategic interests. This year marks the 60th anniversary of the Japan-US Fruity Treaty. Japan is the US's best partner in the Indo-Pacific region. Through the robust relationship of trust between the two countries, the Japan-US alliance is now stronger than ever before. Next slide please. Thank you. On the economic front, Japan is also an important partner of the US. Japan's investment in the US is approximately 480 billion dollars, and Japan is the number one investor in the US. Japanese companies also provide Employment for approximately 880,000 people across the US. Focusing on Japan Tennessee economic relations, Japanese companies have about 200 branches in Tennessee and create jobs for about 52,000 people. Japan is the, the number one investor of foreign direct investment in Tennessee as well and it is with over 19 billion dollars in total capital investment. Through the Japan-US trade agreement that entered into force in January this year, we expect trade between Japan and the US to further up in a stable and win-win manner. This agreement will make it easier for American people to enjoy Japanese products. Such as sake and wagyu beef. I hope you will enjoy them too. The Japanese Japan US trade agreement uh, lowered tariffs for US beef and pork significantly. We hope that the economic relationship with Tennessee, which is home to many stock breeders, will be strengthened even further. As the COVID 19 spread, Quite a few Japanese companies in Tennessee, as well as those in other states of the consulate's jurisdiction, are obliged to suspend or reduce their operations. Under those circumstances, some Japanese companies are making various voluntary contributions to local communities. For example, Nissan assembled and donated face shields to Franklin and other local areas Denso made face shields and contributed to the local hospitals. Toyota made donations to various United Way offices and local organizations. Toyota also produced and donated face shields to local organizations, including Vanderbilt Meta. Bridgestone Americas has fabricated face shields and ear savers. to local hospitals, and so on. In addition, Bridges and Americas donated its funds to a national organization, that is Boys and Girls Club. The club provides child care services, such as learning programs and access to meals for children of essential workers. Next slide, please. The COVID-19 changed our lives and it has become a matter of concern. Firstly, I will explain the situation in Japan and how Japan is coping with the pandemic. I would also like to share with you how Japan is doing in the international context. Next slide, please. This slide shows the number of newly confirmed cases in Japan. You can see the downward trend. As of today, it is reported that 816 COVID-19 patients and 968 deaths are reported in Japan. The current number of confirmed cases in Japan is eighteen hundred sorry eighteen thousand one hundred ten in the last two weeks the numbers of newly confirmed cases per day are in the range of twenties to nineties next slide please this shows cases by countries you can see that japan is keeping the very low level of infection Next slide, please. This is the test capacity in Japan. The pink-marked uh, one is the uh, number of test capacity, and the blue is the number of tests actually uh, conducted. Prime Minister Abe declared state of emergency on April seventh. April and lifted it on May 25th as a result of steady decrease in number of patients. We are now entering into the new normal of our lifestyle, which includes three basic infection prevention measures, that is keeping physical distance, wearing masks, and washing hands. I'd like to show you some unique videos and pictures of new lifestyle in Japan. Next slide, please. Okay, this shows masks uh, with ice packs from vending machines. Okay, this is the way to stay cool in summer. And next slide, please. Thank you. This shows virtual security guard. When visitor arrives, he or she will be met by the virtual security guard and temperature is checked. If the temperature is above 37.5 centigrade or five Fahrenheit, he will be uh, uh, checked closely, person, and this reduces uh, the uh, kind of uh, the problem of labor uh, shortage and also the risk of infection. Okay, slide please. Okay, these these are masks made of swimsuits materials. Next picture, please. Okay, uh, this is a virtual shopping of school backpack at a, a department store in Tokyo. Sorry. That's a a different picture. Next, please. Okay. Next, please. This is a QR code at Japanese restaurants. Instead of using paper menus and invoices, restaurants offer using QR codes for order and payment. Thank you. It's expected that uh, with the uh, new normal life being introduced, telework uh, will be promoted in Japan. It's been just reported today that some companies uh, like Hitachi, Fujitsu and Kao will promote telework to make it their basic work uh, work style. Now, I would like to explain the Japanese government's measures to support its economy. The government has announced the emergency economic measures for response to COVID-19 to protect the lives and lifestyles of the public and move towards economic recovery. The measures include cash payment of 100 yen, which is approximately $930 each to all residents in Japan, and cash payments up to 2 million yen, which is approximately $18,700 each to micro, small and medium sized business and up a million to individual business owners. Additionally, the government has announced the second supplementary budget, which includes measures to reinforce medical system to support students, to sustain continuation of employment and business operations. The total of the government measures is amounting to 233.9 trillion yen, that is about 2.2 trillion dollars, and this is about 40 percent of Japan's GDP. Then, how Japan is doing in international context? Regarding the border control, Japan, like other countries, including the U.S., has taken precautionary measures. Japan has been positively cooperating with many countries, both through international fora such as WHO and G7, and bilaterally. In bilateral cooperation, for example, in response to requests from countries to provide Abigan, Japan has completed arrangements uh, with 45 countries to provide Abigan. Next, uh, sorry, this one is fine. Sorry, uh, please uh, go back. Thank you. Yes, I would like to update on our consulate's activity. Since the outbreak of the COVID 19, the consulate has started to partially employ telework. We keep our consular desks open with slightly reduced hours so that we can continue to meet the needs of consular services while reducing the risk of infection. We keep Japanese residents informed of the situation regarding the pandemic through emails and our homepage. Since mid-March, almost all of the on-site meetings, events have been canceled. But some of them are carried out virtually using online communications. For example, the Gathering of Nashville Cherry Blossom Festival in early April was postponed. This is a festival which I co-organized with the uh, Just. However, we have a virtual festival with com- contributions. We could have a virtual festival with contributions of videos by various organizations and individuals. We had taiko drum performance, mono-dressing, tea ceremony etc. I participated with a video message and the consulate staff offered a video origami workshop. Our consulate created an Instagram account and we are making a variety of interesting posts. For example, running Japanese language and culture, a video of cooking teriyaki chicken and Japanese fencing kendo demonstration. When you have time, please take a look at our Instagram with the keyword Japan in Nashville, as well as our Facebook. Next slide, please. Due to the COVID-19 situation, the Tokyo 2020 Olympic and Paralympic Games was postponed for one year, and it is now scheduled to start from July 23rd, 2021. The name continues to be Tokyo 2020. Tokyo Olympic Committee will work together with Japanese government, Tokyo Metropolitan Government, IOC and other relevant organizations to carry out preparations for the games following these these three principles. First is to prioritize the health and safety of athletes, spectators, stakeholders, volunteers, and staff. Second, is to reduce the cost impact of postponement and promote public interest. Third, is to simplify and reduce the complexity of the games to ensure sustainab- sustainably and in- ensure they can be organized efficiently safely and sustainably in this new context. We expect the Games to become a symbol of hope, re- resilience, and the power of humanity working together as one. Both in the US and Japan, we have been experiencing difficult times to balance our economy and the prevention of the disease compatible. In closing, i hope our close bilateral relations will be even stronger by jointly tackling the current challenges we are all in this together let's share our experience and wisdom and jointly overcome the difficulties thank you
0: well uh Thank you very much, Consul General. We really appreciate your comments today uh, on, on the variety of topics that impact not only U.S.-Japan relations, but also uh, Tennessee and Japan relations. Um, uh, for those in the audience, this is an excellent time to please uh, type in your questions, uh, and then we will uh, get to your questions as we move through the, the balance of our conversation. Um, today, So you can access the Q&A uh, screen by moving your mouse to the bottom of the screen, and there should be maybe a little chat bubble there. Click on that, and then a new uh, window will, will pop up um, on the uh, right side of your screen, and you can, um, uh, you can then just fill in your question, and I'll see them, and I'll be able to um, ask those questions uh, for you. So please, uh, let's have some of your questions today. Um, Well, let's start, Council General, because the the pandemic is really, uh, I mean, it's totally upended the world uh, and really has has changed how we just go about not only our daily lives, but also um, our, our businesses, engage in our business as well. And Japan seems to have had, based on your slides and everything that I've I've read and, and, and heard uh, over the last few months has done, has had significantly greater success than many other uh, countries um, addressing and slowing the spread of COVID 19. Um, some reports, as, as you've even indicated, I think the quick uh, ability to ramp up and actually implement testing uh, throughout the whole population and make that available, as well as even maybe some cultural aspects that are different, say, from the United States for example, bowing instead of maybe shaking hands um, and just other, and, and, and also the, the good use of uh, face masks when out in public. Um, what can other countries learn from Japan uh, and some of these customs that may help them uh, fight uh, COVID-19 in, say here in the United States or even at the state level?
2: Okay, John, uh, frankly speaking, no definite reason has been identified for Japan's relatively good performance. However, it is pointed out by some experts that several points uh, could be a part of reasons. For example, as you noted, high awareness of hygiene, wearing masks and washing hands often, and relatively good medical system. And Japan uh, puts efforts to uh, uh, its efforts to contact tracing to prevent and cope with cluster infection. And also maybe voluntarily voluntary contrib- a cooperation of Japanese people like, you know, their stay home was not an order, but a request by the government, but they kind of uh, followed uh, that request.
0: And, and just so i'm I'm clear, so when you say the government, you're talking about there' was more of a national kind of strategy and a plan that, that was then um, put together by the government and then announced to the the people and the people then were following this kind of national approach is that is that correct?
2: Uh, government is as you know the for japan, but of course government are in, in close cooperation with the municipal governments so right. uh, that- each municipal governments, according to their own situations, uh, cope uh, with disease like uh, you know, encourage or to do such and such things. Yes, but so they are kind of right. closely cooperating together.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, I, and I think that that that's a good system. I, maybe a good approach that we could maybe look to here in the United States. And, and, and that kind of leads me to my next question. So you cover actually a five state uh, area. Um, what has been your interaction with the governments of, of those five states? Um, mm-hmm. Does anyone stand out in particular, maybe, oh, they're, they're implementing this policy or procedure that you believe uh, has actually been helpful uh, here in the United States?
2: Okay, I understand that each state has different situation, and I trust mm-hmm. all the state leaders do their best to take into account. The state's situation and the experts' opinions. Having said this, one unique aspect of Tennessee's situation I observed is that the fatality rate is really
0: Oh okay well great. Um, one last question on the pandemic. We'll move on to some other topics. But um, you know, because this is, I think, an opportunity uh, for our countries and maybe even our state, uh, Tennessee, to collaborate with Japan, and for Japan to collaborate, you know, with us in terms of maybe some partnerships uh, to uh, address COVID nineteen, whether maybe on healthcare uh, or economic, you know, business policies and business um, collaboration. Do you see any, any potential partnerships there?
2: Yes. I think uh, there are many ways for the partnerships. For example, we can cooperate within G7. Past March, the leaders of G7 has declared a statement and agreed to cooperate to coordinate necessary public health measures to protect uh, people at risk from COVID-19, to restore confidence, growth, and protect jobs, to support global trade and investment, and to encourage science, research, and technology cooperation. Especially between Japan and the US, Japanese Prime Minister Abe and US President Trump agreed to cooperate closely on measures to prevent the spread of the virus, including the development of drugs and vaccines. In addition, COVID-19 has pushed the world to adopt digital solutions in many aspects of our lives. Japan and US had signed digital trade agreement past Oct- October, and I believe that Japan-US digital cooperation is world-reading. Telemedicine and education have high potential in terms of digital cooperation amid this pandemic
0: if i'm a u.s business and let's say for example i'm in the telemedicine space mm-hmm. and i'm interested in pursuing maybe some opportunities or exploring some opportunities mm-hmm. that may exist in japan mm-hmm. a lot of times i can use the export assistance office here in the united states It's part of the u.s commercial services part of the department of commerce but is there a group organization that i can maybe reach out to on the japan side and maybe go more direct and maybe they could facilitate any type of introductions or helping me and my company uh, identify and explore opportunities in Japan.
2: Maybe uh, according to some organizations or companies are kind of very positive about that, but uh, I understand that they have just started to uh, promote it. And, but if there are some uh, individual you know, host, hospitals or maybe business uh, doing that, uh, you know,
0: you can uh, reach them. Okay, great. Thank you. Because I, I know there's going to be, it's the, we, we usually provide such a, some good information on potential opportunities. And I think sometimes what we lack or what we don't provide is, well, how do I do it? And I, and so I appreciate that because I think it's helpful for uh, business to kind of, what's the next step? So thank you for that. Um, let's move just to some other areas that I we've got a couple of questions here. Uh, one question uh, from, Former Ambassador Cornblum, uh, uh, Ambassador to G- Germany from the U.S., a major debate has broken out between the U.S. and Europe over internet regulation and the taxation of American internet companies. What are Japan's approaches to these issues, especially privacy of data and taxation? This is kind of going to digital, you know, the digital tax that mm-hmm. we're seeing many countries uh, discuss. mm
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, we have an agreement with the U.S. regarding the digital trade. So uh, vis-a-vis U.S., uh, we kind of uh, um, uh, very arrangement uh, to kind of promote uh, the uh, uh, digital trade addressing the uh, tax issues.
0: Okay, great. Um, so uh, last year, the U.S.-Japan trade agreement was signed uh, by both countries uh, back in October and took effect January 1, and recently uh, Ambassador Lighthizer has talked about the, you know, a second phase, or there's always anticipated to be a second phase. And he mentioned that during his recent uh, testimony um, in, in Congress, uh, I guess it was last week. I don't know, these, these, these pandemic weeks kind of all blur together, but I think it was last week. Um, and they're considering maybe uh, some uh, you know, a second round there have been some tensions in the past over uh, automobiles, uh, steel and aluminum, and even further expanding the, uh, the, the, the agreement to cover even more sectors in, in agriculture. Um, what remains to be done uh, in those negotiations, and what do you believe to be the prospects uh, for further agreements between the U.S. and Japan on, on topics like that?
2: I understand that it's agreed that negotiation will continue towards agreement in sectors like automobiles and auto parts.
0: Do you think will there be any further conversations? Do you think will it expand to cover more in the agricultural sector or other uh, sectors in which uh, I know U.S. companies have in the past uh, complained to the government? Do you think it will expand or it will just be limited to auto and auto parts?
2: I don't have, I'm sorry, I don't have any information as to uh, whether it's limited or it could be possible at the moment. But uh, my understanding is that uh, we have uh, recently agreed on agricultural products like neutral ones, as I uh, explained. And uh, next, uh, we are going to move on to the negotiation about uh, industrial products like automobiles and auto parts.
0: Oh, great. Because I, I, I know that is is always a very hotly contested uh, uh, issue, not only with Japan, I know from at least the president's perspective, also with uh, with Europe uh, as, as well. So hopefully those conversations would be able to begin uh, earlier or sooner rather than later. I know the pandemic has kind of slowed down some of this, but hopefully I, I, I've noticed if the uh, EU and UK are negotiating virtually, maybe the US and Japan can uh, can, can can do the same. Well, but let's move over to a little bit to uh, maybe security because, uh, again, I think security in, in the Pacific region is, is, is critical to U.S. security as well and also to the security of Japan. And there are mm-hmm. over uh, 50,000 uh, U.S. military personnel based in Japan, which uh, you know until recently I, I didn't realize this, but that's more than any of the other 150 or so countries where Americans are deployed around the world by, by a wide margin. And Japan is really the only country that even uh, hosts a U.S. aircraft carrier. The Japan-U.S. alliance is uh, obviously uh, key to security and stability in Northeast Asia for for both of our countries. What do you believe is the kind of the glue that kind of holds this military-to-military relationship together? You know, especially now as we're approaching the 60th anniversary. Of, of the formation of that alliance. And I know that over, over time, there have always been some peaks and valleys in that relationship. And even now today, um, there is uh, some issue over uh, you know, some military bases in, in you know, U.S. military bases in Japan. So what do you think actually allows that to stay to get, have, has allowed it to stay together for such a long period of time?
2: Yes, uh, as you noted uh, that U.S. and Japan have shared values and interests in security, uh, in securing stability of Asia, and the security treaty has contributed to the peace and stability and prosperity in the region and also the world. So I think uh, right. the securing stability would serve uh, to kind of uh, for the uh, interests of both countries.
0: Right. Well, yes, I, I, I think that I think that's correct. That's good. So one area that you and I briefly talked about um, at the beginning uh, when we were waiting for um, everyone, uh, participants, to join us, I was talking about the recent um, tension between China and, say, India, so two of the larger uh, countries in the region and, that, and their dispute along the border. What impact do you think something like that, or, or is, that a, is that an area of concern for Japan?
2: Yes, uh, as I mentioned, John, that uh, all the things are interrelated, so we'll be uh, closely watching the situation.
0: And, you know, and I've noticed, uh, for example, that Japan really took a, a, a strong leadership role um, when uh, the U.S. withdrew from what was then the TPP, and, I, and I really comm- I, I, I've said this before to your predecessor, mm-hmm. I really commended Japan for, for stepping up like that because I, 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 I was afraid the whole uh, arrangement would fall apart. Do you, mm-hmm. do you see Japan maybe taking a more active role in, say, helping uh, maybe India and China or any other countries maybe as disputes arise in that area, taking more of an active role in helping them resolve those disputes?
2: Maybe uh, Japan's way is uh, rather kind of bilateral, like uh, we kind of have good relations with India and also uh, we are kind of uh, having good relations with China. You know, uh, that I think is the way. Instead of just uh, getting just uh, into the, you know, uh, uh, interrupt uh, uh, their relations. Like uh, uh, we'll make good relations with uh, both of them, India, the, uh, India, and China.
0: Right. Well, you know, and, and it's, you know, kind of going on both the China relationship and also with the. Um, I always get the name wrong, but is it the RCTPP now? I, I always forget the, <laughs> the new name uh, for it. Um, but, you know, China has expressed an interest in joining. The U.K. has expressed an interest in joining. Mm-hmm. Do you see um, the potential for either of those two countries to, to join uh, the, the alliance? And, and what impact do you think that will have on maybe influencing whether the U.S. Uh, seeks to join?
2: Mm-hmm. So you were uh, kind of uh, uh considering about the uh, influence of uh the TPP and uh, its influence over the US trade and uh yes. I would say that uh maybe T- uh, TPP might be kind of expanding its memberships but uh with regard to uh the trade between uh US and Japan we have concluded uh, the bilateral uh, agreement, and uh, that agreement enables uh, the tax reduction to the level similar to that's deducted in TPP.
0: Right, okay. You know, we've had several questions uh, today uh, regarding uh, racial and social justice in the U.S. And, you know, the killing of George Floyd here in the United States, as well as so many other uh, black Americans, uh, has prompted rallies and protests, not only uh, here in the United States, but also around the world. In fact, in Tokyo, uh, I read that thousands uh, recently marched in solidarity with U.S. protesters, and a Black Lives Matter Tokyo movement has even begun Uh, with the goal of paving the way to introduce conversations about racism in you know here in japan what are your thoughts uh on the last several weeks and and what do you see uh, in japan what impact will that have in japan on some of these issues
2: okay john uh it is very hard it is very heartbreaking that this case occurred i have various feelings and thoughts about
0: Consul General, did did we lose the Consul General?
2: It looks like we did. Let's let's pause for one second and see um, if, she if she comes come back. back. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that was a that was going to be an interesting <laughs> answer. I'm, I'm disappointed Okay, I
2: think she might be back. <laughs> Consul General.
0: I thought maybe it was something I did. So <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't. Don't don't take it personally, John. I think this is <laughs> this is technology. <laughs> and if she can hear us, it may be helpful if she turns off her video. That way, we can at least let's see. Yes, yeah, is due to low bandwidth. Or, oh, there, there she we is. Council General, can you hear us? Yes. Well, if you wouldn't mind, we did not hear really any of your response to the uh, question <laughs> okay, on, uh, okay, so I'm okay. sorry, we, you, you, we completely lost you, so uh, I'm, okay. I know it's going to be a, a good answer, so I would love okay. to hear, uh, if you okay. wouldn't mind maybe repeating uh, your answer, not, that not would be great.
2: Not at all. Okay, uh, this case was very heartbreaking for me, and I have various feelings and thoughts. Could you hear me?
0: Yes, now we can hear okay. you now. That's great. <laughs> okay. Thank you.
2: Okay, and I have very <laughs> feelings and thoughts about this case, and it would be more than I talk about them. However, one of the uh, things which came to my mind was the split of SDGs to leave no one behind. It was adopted by UN member states in 2015 when I was working at the UN Women Japan liaison office in Tokyo. This spirit of leaving no one behind embodies the world uh, without discrimination, which needs to be followed by everyone. And this goal is difficult to achieve, but I think it is very important.
0: Well, no, and and I would agree with you, and I think most Americans now are are coming around to to understanding what that really means of not leaving anyone behind. I I think it's a good way to, I think it's a good way to look at it, and maybe we can learn, uh, you know, from the example from the UN and and even your time there. That would be something maybe that you could share with with us here in Tennessee. We we would, I'm sure, appreciate it.
2: it Does anyone else
0: have – oh, that would be great. Does anyone else have any other um, questions uh, that they would like to ask the Consul General? Um, This would be a good time. I I can come up with some more, but I don't know if they would be as interesting to everybody as they maybe would be just to me, considering I'm kind of a trade nerd and and all the rest. But, um, well, if we don't have any other questions, I would like to thank uh, Consul General uh, Fukushima for your time today and sharing uh, your insight and your thoughts on, um, well, you know, one question. One question maybe I think we can ask. I, I think this would be a good one, just kind of a wrap up is what would you like us to know about Japan? um, Maybe that we don't, maybe that you wouldn't think that maybe we we would know or something that you think would be helpful to us, especially in, you know, these kind of uh, definitely challenging times. What would you like maybe to end with? I think that would maybe a good wrap up.
2: Okay. Uh, Probably I think Japanese creativity and innovation is one aspect uh, of Japan, uh, which is kind of attractive, which may be attractive to you, but maybe you've already know about know about this so what maybe I think we uh, would like to Americans to know about uh, is terms of Japan, especially terms of Japanese handicrafts and terms of local places and in our Instagram. I'm introducing my experience in Japanese handicraft making, and American youth participating in the JET program, our exchange program program to teach English in Japan, share their experience of their local life in Japan. So please visit our Instagram with Japan in Nashville.
0: Oh, that's great. Well, I, I think I, I've I've seen some of those. I think they're they're really. Uh... Uh, Fascinating. My children love uh, origami, and so any chance they get to watch them, to learn more of of, of things to make, I mean, they always take that opportunity. So thank you very much for doing that and sharing uh, Japanese culture uh, with us here in Tennessee. I I know we really appreciate it. Well, I want to thank the – I don't see any more questions here. I'm looking one more time. Um, so Consul General, thank you so much for your time today. I Know how uh, busy you are. There's just so much going on right now. So we really appreciate your time and your thoughts and your insight on u s Japan relations and also Tennessee Japan relations. And we hope that you' uh, uh, we, that we can have you back uh, sometime, maybe in the near future. We'd like to hear more updates on the olympics and and u uh, s. Uh, uh, Japan trade. Uh, and investment so and also thank you very much for all that you do for our community we really appreciate it it's really so nice having you uh, in Nashville and in Tennessee it just adds so much to our state so thank you very much and I want to thank everyone for joining us today I hope you uh, enjoyed the program and uh, uh, and learned uh, something today so thank you all for participating and we're going to end our program today so thank you very much thank you Council General
2: thank you very much